Welcome to the Pictures of Lily podcast, Vintage Edition. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. If you've been a listener of this podcast since its start in January 2020, then you're aware that it is about my experience behind the story, what my experience is doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Starting this year, our fifth year, we're shifting to the Pictures of Lily podcast Vintage Edition, where I'm sharing my experiences about specific interviews with the bonus of some sound bites from the artists in those interviews. These interviews will pull from my 30 plus years of archives, many of which are recorded on cassette tape. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast, Vintage Edition. This is episode 80. We publish monthly with a new episode posting on the second Wednesday of each month. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com, as it is the highest quality audio and avoids copyright restrictions. This episode is on my very first interview with Noel Gallagher when he was in Oasis. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing Noel Gallagher in 1995. I had met Noel Gallagher prior to Oasis in 1992 when he was a roadie for Thin Spiral Carpets. In between that first meeting where he left an indelible impression on me and my friends, you can hear all about that in episode 23 of this podcast, Noel had returned to England, joined his brother Liam's band, renamed it, and become the biggest band in the UK. My only interaction with Noel during the era of the first album was to see him at the Chemical Brothers Heavenly Sunday Social, where everyone was singing along to live forever. At that moment, I had never heard the song and I didn't quite place Noel. He looked familiar, but I didn't know why. Fast forward to December 1995, and by this time, I had become an Oasis expert. They were my favorite band of the last couple of years, and I was half excited and half nervous to interview Noel. He had developed quite a reputation with the media, and I didn't want him to come at me aggressively and make me dislike his music. But I decided to chance it. Oasis were in Los Angeles to film the video for Don't Look Back in Anger, and they were staying at Shutters on the Beach, a hotel predictably on the beach in Santa Monica. I showed up in the afternoon, and Liam and the rest of the band were sitting in the lobby. He was very friendly to me, and when I said I'm here for one of you, he asked if it was for an interview, and I said yes, and he directed me to Noel, who was in his room. I called up and told Noel I was in the lobby with his brother. We went to the hotel gift shop so he could buy some extortionately priced cigarettes, which I told him would cost a fraction of that at any store within a one block radius of the hotel. And he told me he didn't care because he was fucking rich. It was a beautiful day, especially considering it was almost winter. We sat in the hotel lobby deck and it didn't feel like an interview so much as just hanging out. I brought a picture of me and Noel that we had taken during his Inspiral Carpets roadie years. When I showed it to him, he said, that's not me. And I said, yeah, that's not me either. I had also brought a copy of a magazine where I'd written a very positive review of What's the Story Morning Glory so he would know I was on his side. The interview has such a casual tone and I'm interrupting him so much. I have to warn you, there is a clanging going on the entire time. I can't recall, but there must have been some construction happening in the vicinity.
The interview started with Noel ordering drinks. It's like another drink, really. No, I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah, do you want one? Yeah. Excuse me, can I have a, can I have a Jack Daniels and Coke, please? A what? A Jack and Coke. And can I have that bottle? Thank you. Jack and Coke? Two Jack and Cokes? No, Double. one. Single? Yeah. I asked Noel about the terminology of music genres in the UK and Oasis's place in it, and this is how he held forth. What do you think they're calling it that, though? Well, they have, they have, to, they have to make new movements, don't they, every sort of uh, two or three years, you know? Mm -hmm. the, 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 there's this new one starting now in, in England. What's this new thing? This new thing in, in England now is called Romo. Right? It's, it's like, you remember, like, Duran Duran in the 80s? Mm -hmm. It's like this new romantic mods, Romo. Oh, Romo. And who would be considered Romo? I have the faintest idea. I've not got a little clue what any of the bands are called. We've been on the cover of these Randy Maker and Science. It's like nobody's in the new romantic music. No one ever was in the first place. Bag of shite. <laughs> so this year, so well, so next year it'll be Romo, you think? It was new And you'll new just way. be so passe by then. We'll be extremely rich by then. We won't give a <laughs> about anything. <laughs> No, but somebody was telling me that um, if Oasis went away, then there'd be room for like other stuff to come through. And I'm just listening to him going, well, why is Oasis being around have anything to do with other stuff coming through? And I thought like they're stopping it. So, to be quite honest, it's like, well, well we're, we are the biggest band in England, regardless of what anyone might fucking lose to the But um, it's like, just because of our existence, doesn't take anything away from the rest of the band. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if they were good enough, they'd be they'd be there with us, but they're not. It's not as if like with some poxy fucking shitty little band who were like fucking hailing ourselves. You know what I mean? We do sell five times as many records as any other fucking English band. Mm -hmm. In England and in this country, you know what I mean? Bar radio like. <laughs> and bush you don't fucking count for start. No. So I mean You know, it's not like I mean menswear or something like where I'm going, we are the greatest band in the world. It's like they don't you know, they couldn't sell fucking well, they couldn't sell me a Jack Daniels and Coke for fucking times, you know? Men's where I have a lot of girls running after them. And a lot of boys, I noticed. Men's where are fucking just the biggest... They're like... The mo... I don't know. They're just... The funny, I find them amusing. There's a funny guy in the band, is the, the gays that writes the songs. Simon. And he's got an earring in his fucking nose. Yeah, Simon. And he calls himself the Noel Gallagher of uh, menswear. And I always got a fucking fill that cunt in when I see him. Like, you know what I mean? No, you won't. You guys will just end up doing loads of Charlie together and really getting along. With him? You have got You would. You yeah. would. No, you would He's totally get along with him. I know the fucking little bastard. How could you not get along with him? He's just... No, it's just a little, little shithead. Little shit, but exactly. Well, yeah, but he's, I mean, he's harmless though. He's just a little shithead. He's just a little shit. Well, there you go. You know, of course he's harmless, you know what I mean? How dare they use my name for fucking his own crazy little bastard. <laughs> I asked Noel what his mother thought of all his success. Great. Yeah? Yeah. Do you buy her stuff? What do you mean? Just, you know, you know, whatever she wants. Do you buy it for her? Mansion. No, 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 no. Just, you know, things. Like if she wants a TV or something. Yeah. Yeah. Does she ask you for stuff? No. Will you buy it for her just as a surprise? Yeah. Find out what she wants and buy it for her? Yeah. That's nice. Well, you have to for your mum, don't you? You totally do. Who else would you do it for otherwise? You wouldn't be here without her. Tough. <laughs> mum. Mums are God. Well, they are, you know what I mean? They give life and all that shit, don't they? No, I do love my mother. Do you? Oh, yeah, more than anyone else in the world. She's the coolest person I know, anyway. Apart from myself, of course. But of course, I well, just well, said, you didn't even need to say that. Well, I, I just thought, I just, in just, just in case you were in any doubt. You no, know. please.
We talked a bit about songwriting, including a song that Liam and Bonehead had written that he was trying to get them to release, but they didn't want to. I think I'd written Columbia and maybe started Live Forever at that point. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just what I mean. I mean, I, I never thought it was going to get to this stage. Mm-hmm. I was just, I mean, I needed the money to be, a, you know, I had a good job when I was a roadie and that, that was, and then I quit that and then tried to abandon. But the band was ready-made, right? Mm. Yeah, but it, what, you know, it was shit. Who's writing the songs before you? Liam and Bonnet. Would you ever let them write again? No. <laughs> Not if you had anything to say about it. Well, to be brutally frank, no. Because the songs are written shit. You didn't use any of the songs they had before? Not one. <laughs> Must have been shit. They did actually have one good song, it's called Take Me, and I've, I keep begging them that they should put it on a B-side somewhere, and they won't do it. They won't do it themselves? No. I, I think they should record it for Oasis, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you get more money because you do the songwriting? Well, yeah, you know, and I'm like, well, there's a song you've written. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, if they did go with their own songs, they wouldn't be making as much money anyway. Well, no, but no, no, of course not, of course not. Yeah. So why the songs on, I think the songs on this one sound really, really different than the songs on the first one. But this one's all much softer, isn't it? Well, it's there's a similar reason for that. Definitely, maybe it was written on electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And um, Morning Glory was written on acoustic guitar. That's basically the bottom line. Yeah. That makes a real big difference. But that answers like that totally answers the question. Yeah. Now. I can see I, that. I just went off electric guitars for writing and just mm-hmm. wrote on acoustics. And I've since got back to to electric guitars now. So they're going to be a bit more harder again. Or oh, rock I, and roll again, actually. I don't, I, would, I don't know. I think it's always been rock and roll, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Roll With It was written on the acoustic guitar, but it's rock and roll. Yeah, it's totally rock and roll. Morning Glory is like, was written on the acoustic guitar, but... I was pissed off. I, I was just bored of writing on an electric guitar with, like, loads of distortion and all that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just reverted back to an acoustic guitar. And now, and now I'm bored with writing on the acoustic guitar. Everything fucking sounds like fucking Neil Young. You know? <laughs> so I've gone back now to writing on electric guitar. Do you ever want to do anything on keyboards or anything? I can I can play I can play a little tiny bit of piano, but um, I should actually learn myself to do it. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually blessed with it. I mean, I, I can play the drums as well. You know, and, and mm-hmm. every instrument I pick up, I can I can sort of like get my head around it. Mm-hmm. I should actually discipline myself to play keyboards, but I'm, you know, I mean, I rarely get any time to sort of like sit down and you know. Get into it, you know what I mean? Because I'm always busy doing something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes a long time. It's you know, it's not as easy as other yeah. things. Well, I suppose it. I mean, I suppose it will come. You know. I mean, if I'm if I'm destined to learn keyboards, then I'll do it. This is what Noel had to say about music journalists, which then turned into him talking about taking drugs. Yeah, people are paid to write music. People are paid to yeah. to write about music. You know what I mean? It's just it's not part. It's not part of the thing. You know what I mean? It's, I get on with most journalists, apart from well, apart from English journalists. Or Ed, <laughs> sons of bitches, man. They just take everything, everything that could be taken out of context. Is you know, they're just sensationalists. They don't really give a shit about the music. They're more interested in fashion than anything else. You know? mm. And um, but there is Trends. there is a, I could count on on the fingers of one hand the English journalists who I respect. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, <laughs> Paul Mothers, Keith Cameron. John Harris, and that's probably about it, really. Simon Williams is alright. Uh, and that's about it. The rest of them are just, I mean, 
They don't like us anyway because we refuse to. You get the melody maker and the enemy. It's like blur on the cover every every two weeks regularly. It's like we're on. You know, we do it when we feel like doing it because we've not got really much to say for ourselves really. Mm. Apart from what do they? Well, no, but, but well, you know, if Oasis is on the cover of any publication, right, it's like that. That's an extra hundred thousand copies that they're going to sell, and they feel that that we should, you know, it's like we want to put you on the cover, and we're like, we've got nothing to say. What what's the interview going to be about? We've not got a record coming out. What's it going to be about? It's going to be about drugs. I don't really want. To... I mean, I take drugs, and I take a lot of drugs, right? But it's like these, these journalists that will. Like, now, I've never told a lie, right, to anyone in my life. If, if someone asks me a question, right, I'll give them a straight answer. So if they say that this is. Now it's been going lately. It's like you'll be doing an interview, and it'll be about the album, and then it'll it'll like you know they'll say what's Morning Glory about, and I'll go well you know I think you're intelligent enough to know what all your dreams are made when you change to a mirror and a razor blade is about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is it about drugs? It's like yes, it is. Uh, is it about cocaine? Well, yes, it is. It is, it is about cocaine. So then, so then they then say, well, you know, have you got any, anything to say about it? And I say, well, you asked me a question. And, I, and I'll give you the answer. And then when the fucking interview comes out, it's like I was sat down for fucking two hours boasting about how many fucking drugs I can take. It's like it's not my life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. You know, it's not. It's, it's not big and it's not clever to take drugs. You know, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. I'd rather be a healthy person. Man, you know what I mean? But I'm afraid that you know the culture that I was brought up in Manchester from when I was 14 was like it was around drugs and gangs, and that's just the fucking way it is. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. There's no getting away from it. You know. I'd love to give up drinking, I'd love to give up smoking, I'd love to give up taking drugs, but, um, you know, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like a hypocritical fucking up my own ass, righteous, self-righteous fucker, like saying, telling kids not to do it when I do it myself, you know what I mean? I won't denounce it because how can I denounce it, you know what I mean? No, it's not right, you know, but these are the people that go on and say, no, you know, it's all, you take drugs and it's like, well, you know, good fucking deal, doesn't everyone, you know? well, apart from yourself, of course. Everyone does it anyway, right? And there's people who just deny it and they lie to themselves. But, which is fair enough, right? You know what I mean? But I can't, for the life of me, see what the fuck has got to do with the music. Mm. What would make it a better album or a worse album? The fact that it was written while I was on drugs and about taking drugs. That's got nothing to do with it. It's about, it's about the melody and the song, you know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that is the bottom line, you know what I mean? That'd be the same whether you were on drugs or not? No, of course it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be the same, but that's not the, you know, I don't exist. To mm-hmm. take drugs, I exist for music. It just mm-hmm. so happens that, you know, I, you know, I, I, I come from a culture which is a drug culture, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's just the fucking way it is. You know what I mean? Right. And people always say to me, "Well, don't you think you've got responsibility to these 12-year-old kids?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't agree with that because when I was like, you know, six or seven, John Lennon was into heroin, and he's mm-hmm. my biggest hero. But mm-hmm. I've never taken heroin in my entire life just because he did." And if anybody takes drugs because Noel Gallagher talks about drugs, then they're just fucking idiots, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you know, kids are not stupid anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I never say one way. I, I won't denounce it, and I won't say it's great. Is it? It's like I do take drugs. I mean, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's bad. You know what I mean? That's just the fucking. That's life. You know, what I mean? that's life. You know, it's society, man. That's, that's the way society's gone. You know? And if people are that dumb and have got their heads so far up their own asses to think that, then that's fucking sad. You know what I mean? Whatever I say means fucking jack shit to anyone. We talked about using Johnny Depp on the re-recording of Fade Away and what other songs he would want to re-record. Well, the reason we re-recorded it was the original version on the on the back of uh, Cigarettes and Alcohol. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it, you know, I didn't like the way that I'd arranged the song, so when it came to doing that, it was like, the song is about children. Mm-hmm. And with the help project being about children, I was using the opportunity to to record a good version of that song. 
Uh, but, uh, but so you just rearranged it yourself? Yeah, but I think I, I, I class that as the definitive version of that song. Yeah. I can't, I can't listen to the other one now. And when I heard it, I realized that this is the way it should have been. Yeah, that's the way it should have been. Yeah. Do you feel that way about any other things you wrote? Um, like you could have done I'd, them differently? I'd love to record, I'd love to re-record some, might say. Really? Yeah, I, I don't I'd like... I'd love to hear that. I don't like that version of that. I'd love to re-record Listen Up. There's a lot of things. There isn't that many songs that I re-record or change. Mm-hmm. Probably them too. Well, you can always do that. Okay, of Oasis were relatively boring live, especially early on, and I asked if that had changed, which was kind of obnoxious of me, but Noel took that very well, and he ended up talking about drugs again. Same, same old shit, different songs. It's like, you know, we've never looked, the live side of it, I mean, is, to, to, well, to me, for a start, the records are the single most important thing, right. because that is what lasts forever. And I know that we don't sound that much different, or there's not different versions. But at the end of the day, we're not we're not a fucking cabaret. We're not we're not a show band. We are what we are, and that's the end of it. You know, and you either like it or you don't. You know, but people shouldn't go go to go to see bands just to watch. People should go what to should see we bands do? To listen. Well, you know what I mean. The watch, listen, same kind of thing. I mean, if you if you just want to listen. What do you mean, watch and listen is the same kind of thing? Because it's, if you just want to listen, totally you don't have to. No, because if you want to listen, you can just stay at home. You don't have to go there and listen to it. No, do you, you? no, it's special to see people who make the record in the flesh and see what they can actually play like. <laughs> well, you can do that. It well, just you sounds exactly the same. Home, is it? And it's not even the same when you see a, light, like a band playing live on time. That's not the same. No, it's not. No. You need to be with the other hundreds of people in that club right. at that moment. You know. When you played here at the Whiskey, I was at the Sunday Social. <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible gig, the Whiskey. Was it? Yeah. Somebody has a bootleg tape of it, and I want to get I've it got, I've got a bootleg CD of it. Bootleg CD of it? Yeah, it's out in England. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Does it sound good? Oh, it's disgraceful. Yeah, totally. I see it's horrendous. Because that's kind of like, oh, you know, well, they suck live, look, we've got it all documented. It's just like, well... Well, we did that night. We did that you night. did suck? We did that night, yeah. I didn't miss anything? You didn't miss football. <laughs> you, missed, you missed probably the single most worst gig of my band I've ever done. Why was it so bad? <clears throat> to be quite honest, mm-hmm. it was our first American, so I've been here, like, you know, about fucking 50 times now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the band, the rest of the band, came over here and started acting like the Sex Pistols and decided to get into Crystal Meths two days after we fucking landed on the shore. It could perform. Mm. It was as simple as that. You couldn't, you know, it, it, it was a fucking shambles, man. I had all, we had different set lists put out, fucking the drummer was starting one song and I was going into the riff of another and someone else was joining <laughs> another song. Like, oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm glad I missed it then. It was a disgrace. Mm. It was embarrassing to be in the band that night. It was, man. And, I, and it's like, usually at this point, I'd laugh, but like, it was not even funny. You know, it, was, wasn't, it was horrible, you know what I mean? Weirdly, I asked, you're not going to break up, are you? And Noel talked about that, then started talking about taking drugs again. Pardon? You're not going to break up, are you? No, we will do Monday. Yeah, yeah, but not soon, right? No, not fucking like tomorrow. Okay. How about next year? Next year is only next month. Well, you can't change. I know. But I usually curse a band when I like them. Well, the thing is, all, all the... All the great bands mm-hmm. don't last forever. All the mediocre bands do. Oasis ain't gonna last forever. It's as simple as that. What would you like to do that you're not doing with Oasis? What, after after Oasis? Yeah. I don't know. Have you uh, thought of anything that you can't do with Oasis that you'd like to do? I would, yeah, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not planning any fucking like career outside of Oasis at the moment. You know, I don't even know how long Oasis is gonna last. It'll last as long as it lasts. It might be, the next album might be the last one. 
mm. but then it could go on for 10 albums it's as long as I feel comfortable with you know what it is I'm doing and then after that I've got you know I have no plans you know mm. are you going to keep spitting out singles uh, next year I don't think you'll be seeing a lot of them really. no, no. We're gonna, you know, I mean, that was good. It kept us going. Yeah, I know, but you've got to understand that it's like it's all. I mean, the whole songwriting fucking thing of the band is on one is on one man's shoulders, and it's not just ten tracks on an album. It's actually ten tracks on an album, four CD singles with four tracks on. It's like two albums. Yeah, it's you know, it's two, two albums with twelve tracks yeah, on them. And that's about the music and the lyrics, you know. And it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Which I've not really felt before up until now where, <clears throat> you know, it's like, and I'd be quite, I mean, I suppose it's the really wanky thing to say, but about a year and a half ago, I was desperate, you know what I mean, and I was working hard, and I was really working hard, you know, and I got into drinking a lot and taking a lot of drugs, you know what I mean, which I've never recovered from, but now it's like, I don't, to the people outside of the band, I've proved, I've proved what I said that I was, which, you know, I think I'm a fucking good songwriter. And to myself, I'm financially secure, so now I think I owe it to myself to take a bit of time off. You know? I mean, I don't need to push myself that hard anymore. I don't need to push the band anymore, you know. Uh, and we need a bit of time off anyway. We've, we've, been, you know, we've been at it for fucking two and a half years now, you know. And, uh, you know, you're only human. We talked about the songs Noel sings and how things don't bother him the way they used to. Well, I enjoy singing a lot, you know. Do you? Yeah, I really do. I you really don't want to just be the singer and kick Liam out? No. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy singing Dalton back in Anger Live as well. I'm Wonderwall. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I sing that live. He doesn't sing it. He doesn't sing it at all? No. I mean, I sing it on my own with acoustic. I think guitar. he does a good job of it. Oh, he does great on the record. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I enjoy singing. Um, we've had arguments about it, blah, 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 oh, I'm the singer, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, I exercise my right to sing one of my songs every now and again, you know, so shut the fuck up, you know. They don't all think you're a dickhead for it? Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. They do? Yeah. I couldn't care less one way yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, beyond all that, two years ago, that would have, like, annoyed me, and I would... Even, even some of the things that have happened recently in the band, you know, just, like, incidental little shit would have, like, pissed me off, like, a year ago, but... No, I don't, I don't care anymore, you know what I mean? Well, I do care, but it's, it doesn't wind me up anymore, you know? People think that, well, he's singing this song live, and he's singing four songs live, well, Lee must have walked off stage this night, so, you know, give a shit what you say about it, I don't care less, you know what I mean? I wrote the fucking things in the first place. You know, they are my songs at the end of the day. At this point, Noel went to the restroom, and when he came back, I didn't turn the tape recorder back on, which he thought was insane. We still hung out for a long while on the deck until I had to leave to go back to my job. That one interview cemented our dynamic, and we've had an increasingly more banter-filled relationship since. In fact, Lawrence and I spent some time being bantered at by Noel at the Corona Capital Festival in Mexico City last November. I wish I had our entire exchange on tape, because that would have made a great interview. That interview I did in 1995 ended up getting reprinted multiple times, including for cover stories in magazines in Japan, Iceland, Italy, and here in the States. That's a snapshot of my first interview with Noel Gallagher. That's pretty much almost the entire interview with very little edited out. I have to say, listening back to it, I don't remember most of the stuff we talked about. It's all brand new to me. And I recognize it was an amazing opportunity to interview Noel at that point in time in Oasis's existence. As mentioned, Noel Gallagher is also the subject of episode 23 in the original Pictures of Lily podcast, 
which I recommend checking out as it is a good sibling companion to this one. I will link it in this episode's notes. If you'd like to read the Q&A that came out of this Noel Gallagher interview, it is posted in the paid tier of the Pictures of Lily newsletter. The Pictures of Lily newsletter goes out every couple of weeks and you can subscribe to it for free. For my paid subscribers, I am posting bonus newsletters that include print-only interviews from my 32-year archive, including classic ones from the 90s with The Cure Oasis, The Verve, Blur, Pulp, and more to come. For founding members, there are additional interviews with Noel Gallagher, Richard Ashcroft, Damon Albarn, Jarvis Cocker, and the Chemical Brothers. I will link the Pictures of Lily newsletter in this podcast if you'd like to subscribe to it for free. myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder. Thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or Instagram or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.